Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. I am Pastor Miller and I will be your host today. And um, we just Looking outside, it's a beautiful day today, beautiful morning today, and I hope everything is well where you are today. We've been talking the last uh, few episodes about salvation stories and some of the experiences that I have personally had of seeing certain individuals give their life to Jesus Christ. Some of them were deep in sin, some of them not, but they had a great impact on others after they were saved. Today, I want to go back several years and tell you about a great experience that I was privileged to be a part of in 1977. So I'll explain this to you. I am 67 years old, and I started preaching right before I was 18. So I've been preaching quite a few years. This is my uh, 50th year in the ministry. And so we've, we've been privileged to see a lot of things take place. But in, in the year of 1977, sometime during that summer, I can't remember exactly when, but we was in a revival meeting in uh Barberville, Kentucky, if any of you was are familiar with that area. Uh, there's a few good churches in that area right there close. The church I was preaching in was called the Main Street Church. And of course, it's obvious why. It was on Main Street. And uh, I was preaching revival there. We had a great revival uh, that was happening. I think we preached two weeks there. And this was probably toward the end of the first week. And I was uh, preaching this particular night, and I was talking about the Herod family. And of course, you know, some people, if they read the Bible or they see the word uh, Herod, they think of one person. But, you know, there was a, a family of, of, of that name or the Herod family. And I was talking uh, of one particular one, and during my preaching, I remember so vividly saying this. I said, you know, the whole Herod family were uh, pretty evil. They were tyrants and wicked people. So I was being pretty, I don't know the right way to say this, I was being pretty, uh, no, I don't want to use the word harsh, but I was just really saying it, you know, with with uh, vigor. There was a group of tyrants. All of a sudden, there was a gentleman that stood up. You know, and this is kind of odd to happen in church right in the middle of your preaching for a man to stand up like this. I mean, he didn't stand up to say amen, or he wasn't standing up to show support. He stood up and he screamed really loud 
and he walked down toward the altar. It seems humorous now. It wasn't very funny then. And he walked down toward the altar where I was near where I was preaching, and he pointed his finger at me, and he said, hey, preacher. And I said, yes. He said, you are right. When you're talking about that family and said every one of them were wicked and evil and tyrants, he said, that's the way I am. Uh, That was a relief, you know, because when he first come down the aisle, I thought, oh, my, you know, we may have to uh, have this situation handled or taken care of. But, I mean, even though he came down with a loud voice and was really upset, he was saying he was upset because he realized that the preaching was true and that wickedness and sin could get in an entire family and really cause that family great difficulty, you know, more than just one person. And he said, that's been me. He said, I have lived a wicked life. I have lived an ungodly life. And he said, because of it, it's caused a lot of my family to live wicked and ungodly lives. And he said, what can, what must I do? I don't want to live like this anymore. And I just said, well, you need to pray. You need to repent. And the man just fell on his knees right there at the altar and started to pray and ask the Lord to forgive him of his sins. It was quite a bit of a different outcome than what I thought was going to happen. I thought he was angry and he was going to be saying you shouldn't call people wicked or ungodly. But actually, folks, if a person's living in sin, it is it is wicked. And ungodliness, we need to call it what it is, call sin what it is. You know, I never want to be uh, rough or ill or or anything wrong toward people. When I preach and call sin, sin, I'm not talking to the person. I'm talking to the sin that has control of their life, like this man. So we wasn't talking about him being wicked or a tyrant, but that sin was so wicked that it made tyrants and ungodly people out of good people. He not only uh, prayed and, and gave his life to the Lord, and some of the folks told me then after church said, uh, was you nervous when he stood up? I said, a little bit. Now, those of you who know me know I'm a, I'm a pretty big guy. So I was young then, very strong, and uh, I wasn't super nervous, but I was a little. And they said, well, we was nervous because we didn't know was going to happen. And we knew this man had a reputation for being uh, a rough man. And we didn't know what was going to happen. But the Lord had got a hold of his heart. And it took all of that strife and envy and anger and viciousness out of him, out of his life as he was walking down the aisle. He was ready to change his life and his lifestyle. 
He was ready. He said, this is true. I have become a wicked man and I don't want this any longer. This man was ready to repent. He was ready to uh, turn his life around and not live like that anymore. So after he prayed through very well, he stood up that night and the pastor asked him, the pastor then was Brother Bowling there at that church. And the pastor asked him, Do you, would you like to say something? Would you like to give a word of testimony? And he did. He stood up and said, well, maybe I shouldn't have responded like I did. He said, but the message got a hold of my heart so deeply and so strong. He said, I just wanted to pray right then. And I wanted to tell the preacher he was right. And he said, that's why I did it. And he said, I know the Lord has forgiven me tonight of every sin. God has forgiven me. I know he has. And what a great uh what a great experience that was to see this. I've seen people get saved in a lot of different ways. I've seen them get saved uh, with several different responses to the Word of God. But this one really stood out to me, and that's why I wanted to mention it to you today. Now, the next night after this, or maybe two nights, I can't remember. It's been a long time ago. But it wasn't over a night or two. I looked and I saw this brother come in. I know his name, but I don't want to say his name uh, in case some of the family would be listening and I don't want them to be offended by this. But that next night, I think it was 12 people that came in with him and he just, they lined up and they filled that in, uh, almost that entire uh, pew, that row. And I just preached again that night and all of a sudden, when the uh, time came to make an invitation to pray and everyone stood up like you normally do, he just stepped out because he was sitting at the end and he said, okay, come on. And the first one said, come on. He said, yes, it's time for you to go pray. It's time to give your heart to God. So he was still had that, I don't know, a little bit of a rough edges around him. And he said, you need to pray. He said, you're lost. You're not saved. And you know what? I would have thought this isn't going to work. You can't make folks pray and you can't. But because they trusted this man, they knew this man, he was, some of them was his children. Some was his, uh, uh, I think a couple nephews and, but they were all his family. They just all got up lined up at the altar, and I thought, wow, i never seen nothing like this before. <laughs> and they prayed, I mean, with fervor and vigor, and they prayed sincerely, and God saved them all that second or third night. Later on, a few nights later, they had a nice baptistry in the church, and uh, me and the pastor had a privilege to get to baptize that entire family. So this was a great uh, story of a man who evidently had been a, a uh, more of a wicked man or a, uh, a sinner that folks knew uh, 
his reputation. But to see how God turned this around, I hadn't went back to that church for revival for uh, several years, but I started to hear about this gentleman that had got saved that night. And folks would say, hey, I heard this gentleman say he got saved when you was preaching. And he would tell everybody how that he got saved. He would tell them about me preaching and calling that entire family in the Bible there, wicked tyrants. And he said, it got a hold of me. And I thought, I am too. So he would tell folks about that. And he gained, started to gain a reputation at being a great man of God. And he, he became a man that fasted a lot and prayed a lot. For those of you that don't know what fasting is, I mean, he would do without food and without water. And the Bible mentions that, that, you know, we if we fast, you know, we do that unto the Lord, not to appear to fast. We anoint our head, wash our face, and we sacrifice our food and our water. And uh, we do this with prayer. So they said he'd done that a lot. And he prayed a lot. And folks had great confidence in him. And this began to grow more and more and more. God would bless him. More and more and more, folks would come to him and ask him to pray for them. And he gained such a great reputation in that town, in that surrounding area of Barberville, Kentucky, that God began to use him even greater in the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, I I don't like to call anybody a prophet. Uh, I don't like to put titles on people. I think only God can really do that. I mean, you know, when you stop and think about it. Uh, but he did. God would use him as in prophecy and in uh, revelations and things of this nature. It didn't come instantly. It was over a period of probably 20 years. But when I look back and I thought about it today, I thought of that night, that normal night of revival where this man walked in and I was preaching on sin with everything within me, preaching about how sin would destroy a man's life, how sin would destroy a man's family, and that we needed to repent. And I saw this gentleman stand up and yell out, that's me. That's what I am. I'm a sinner. You know, folks, I'm not telling you you have to do it like that. But if you're listening to me and you're not a Christian and you've never repented of your sins, it would, it would be the greatest thing you could ever do today to ask the Lord, to cry out to him, Lord, save me, forgive me. I think that'd be the greatest thing that could happen in your life. God bless this man. And actually, he's only been, uh, only died just a few years ago. But I was a good friend of his brother's and his brother uh, lived up here around where we live. About, I don't know what, we live probably four hours from Barberville, something like that. But I would see his brother often 
and his brother would always tell me, Brother Miller, I appreciate you for preaching that revival. And I would tell him, I didn't do anything. I was just there. I just happened to be the preacher that night. And all I did was be obedient to what God gave me to say. God done the work. Always remember, folks, it's not us if someone gets saved when we're preaching. We're just a vessel. All we are is uh, yielding our members over to the Spirit of the Lord and preaching what God gives us. And he would tell me, he'd say, my brother loves you so so much. My brother cares for you so much. And he always testifies, always mentions you. And God just blessed him so greatly. And what a testimony. His family, just about all, I don't know the exact numbers, but just about all of his family became born-again Christians. They blessed that church so much, and God used them so much in that area. What if that night he would have got offended because I preached the way I did? What if he'd have got up and said, he's talking about me, he's pointing at me, which I wasn't. But what if he'd have thought that and walked away? What would have happened? But he never, he received the word of God with gladness and asked the Lord to forgive him of his sins. So today, I say to anyone listening, receive the word of God with gladness when it is preached to you. Don't be offended by God's word. Don't get upset, but rather receive that correction and ask Christ into your heart and you'll be a new man or a new woman. And you too, God can turn your life around from being a sinner, living in wickedness and ungodliness or wherever, whatever it is that you have problems with As for a sin in your life, God can totally turn it around and not only save you, but make you a great help and a great witness to your family and to those in your congregation and to those around you. I just thank God today for God allowing me to be a part of so many through the years of these great testimonies of salvation. And I'm sharing them with you, hoping it'll be a blessing to you. So this morning, I'm just thrilled that I made that choice myself as a young, um, in my middle teens, 16 years old. And I'm glad. I've never desired to go back. I love the Lord with all my heart. And I'm sure many of you listening do as well. So today... I pray God blesses you all day today. I pray God's blessings upon you from this day forward. And this is Pastor Miller, and I hope you have such a great day today. Go with God, and I pray God's blessings upon you.